Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I, Talk all about AEW Dynamite from last night. The exchange between CM Punk and MJF. And of course, for the AEW World Championship, your champion, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danderson. We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Overall, Bully, what did you think of what... We saw last night between Brian Danielson and your champion, Hangman Page. Once again, they started off with Detroit Rock City. Uh, I got a call from a, a friend last night who asked me why you would ever start the show off with that for many, many reasons. And as we always talk about, you want to start off as hot as possible. That was their first night on TBS. Yep. You want to get right out of the gate. You want to hook the people uh, and speaking of hook, we're going to get to hook later. Um, and that's exactly what they did. I really enjoyed the match between Hangman and uh, Brian Danielson. I mean, what's not to like? Action, physicality, blood, a little bit of everything. And what a great atmosphere. If there's one thing that you can count on is New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Detroit. Philadelphia. Those are the cities that you know are going to be there for you. As long as you're stepping up to the plate and giving them the type of sports entertainment and pro wrestling they want to see, they will be there for you. And that's exactly what Hangman and uh, Brian Danielson did last night. When when Hangman is bleeding and, and Danielson is working on the cut and then Danielson starts to bleed and, I, and I'm just I'm looking at my screen and I'm like, Man, look at this. Everybody's on their feet. There's blood all over the place. These guys are teeing off on each other. They're headbutting each other despite the open gashes in their heads. They're, it's almost like two warriors fighting to the death. How do you not love it? It's such a great alternative to some of the other things we're getting out there right now. And if you do the simplest of comparisons, which, I, which I'm not looking to compare, but I'm just saying in wrestling, we kind of we're forced into it. If I'm watching a raw and I'm getting a I'm getting a 
great match. Like, like let's take an AJ Styles versus a Randy Orton. What a great match that is. It still doesn't have that same vibe that that Danielson and Hangman Page match is going to have. Why? Well, first of all, the crowd in the WWE is tampered down. They're basically told to sit in their seats as opposed to AEW where the rule is there ain't no rules. You know, we're racing for pinks. It's to the second bridge and back. Go buck wild. Go as crazy as you want, which is what they were doing. In the ring, very, very little um, interference, I will say, from agents or producers. The boys are basically being told, go out there and do what you do. Could there be a little bit of tightening of the screws? Yes, and I'll get into what I would have done in a minute. But on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm calling that a a 9.5 because there's what was wrong with it? There it's really it's too exciting. It's too entertaining. It's great television. It's it reminds me of back in the day in the NWA or any of those other territories where everybody was bleeding at all times and there's blood everywhere. Yet they're still slugging it out and fighting. Really, really good stuff. Really enjoyed it. And and bully and and I'm sure, like you said, tightening of the screws and the constructive criticism that you're going to give some of the segments and matches that we saw last night. And I think. With your Hall of Fame brain, you educate the audience and educate me as a fan to watch for certain things, both positive and negative. And when you look at this match last night, like you said, Bully, there's not a lot of negatives that you can talk about because overall it was such a positive experience. But first and foremost, to kind of break down for me being there from what you are saying, I can honestly say I'm hoarse today because of that match last night. I mean, I was screaming and yelling during that match. I was completely behind Hangman Page. And kudos to Hangman Page for getting a lot of that New Jersey crowd behind him. Because, you know, you would say, first and foremost, Bully, that that New Jersey crowd that was there most likely grew up on the WWE, thus seeing a lot of the career of a Daniel Bryan. But, you know, they're cheering for a Hangman Page like they were last night. And you see this in NFL games, Major League Baseball games. When you get to a certain point of a game, if the game is exciting, the fans are on their feet. That's exactly what we saw last night, Bully. And it's not just the people that you see on TV at ringside. I can honestly say that the majority of that arena during that match were on their feet. And and to me, that's not about being selfish and, and looking for a certain sightline view. That's because you're in the, moment, in the moment. You're taking it emotionally. And that's an ultimate respect for the two people that are in that ring. I'm sure Hangman Page and Brian Danielson, after a year and a half of wrestling in front of no fans, appreciated the fact that they had 15,000 fans last night on their feet, Bully. 15,000 last night? Really? I mean, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. I oh, don't okay. know. I don't know the specific amount. It was packed. Um, I, I And, Bully, that's something that we talked about, too. I wasn't sure because of everything that's going on, especially in that area of New Jersey, the numbers are very, very high. So I was wondering if that was going to affect the attendance. It didn't seem to. From everywhere that I looked, it seemed like it was a packed house last night in Newark. 
uh, on TV came across great. When the match was over, I immediately tweeted, great match, great atmosphere. And, you know, the atmosphere will help the match and the match will help the atmosphere. It goes hand in hand. You know, the, the it's kind of a, a, a symbiosis between the wrestlers and the crowd and how everything comes together to make great television. There's only one thing that they did in the match that was glaring to me that I would have stayed away from. And it kind of harkens back from their first match where I had a problem with Hangman Page hitting Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson with the tombstone pile driver, Danielson kicking out at two and then being able to continue the match. It's a tombstone pile driver. It should be registered accordingly. It should be sold accordingly. And I'm not seeing many people move after a tombstone. I mean, it's not the undertaker doing it, but I think you get my point. Last night, deep into the match, we see Danielson hit a gotch style pile driver on Hangman Page. Page is very close to the ropes. The referee counts. One, two, Page kicks out. I would have never done a kick out right there. Just grab the ropes. The AEW fan is more of a Japanese psychology and Japanese style wrestling fan in which grabbing the ropes doesn't get you booed. It gets you cheered because you can continue the match. Hangman should have grabbed the ropes. No reason to prostitute a pile driver. No reason to kick out of a pile driver. Grab the ropes. Hold on to the ropes. Let the referee break. Get some breathing time because the referee is getting Danielson away. Because then moments later, we see Hangman come and hit his springboard lariat clothesline to win the match as if he's fresh as a daisy, thus negating anything that that pile driver should have or could have meant that is the complete prostitution and throwing away of a move it's a little thing but it's those are the little things where the agents and the producers in my mind come into place like i imagine like if i'm sitting there listening to these guys put this match together and they're going all right we're going to do this and this and this this," i probably would have just sat there and kept my mouth shut the whole time because I wouldn't have been, I, there would be nothing to say. But then when, when he got to, all right, gotch pile driver, one, two kick, I would have went, whoa, timeout. Wait a minute. Let's rethink that. You're 35 minutes deep into the match. You're going to hit a gotch style pile driver and, he, and he's going to be a bloody mess and kick out. And then, and then two minutes later, he's going to come back and hit his finish to win as if that pile driver never happened. Can we do something else? and get the same desired effect. Listen, at the end of the day, all we need in that moment in time is a two count. We have to make it look like this is going to be the fish, but let's not hit a pile driver. And if you absolutely positively must hit the pile driver, just grab the ropes. And it may sound like a small thing, Bully, but it's actually a big thing, and it's something that's a lost star in pro wrestling nowadays. And... Hangman Adams Page, what's his finisher? It's the Buckshot Lariat. What did Brian Danielson do last night? He went right after the elbow and the arm of Hangman Page. He went there early because, hey, if I'm going to get hit by it, I don't want it to have the same force that it's going to take me out of the match. Again, something that seems so simple but means a lot in the body of a match. So if you're going to use that psychology – 
and you're going to go after the guy's arm to take away his finish. Mm-hmm. Why use the finish for the match? Why not ha- have to rely on a secondary move or an inside cradle or a small package because you couldn't do it? So now on commentary, you tell the story all match long, uh, all match long about Danielson taking away the butt shot ladder lariat. Now, when Paige hits the buckshot lariat, you can actually have Danielson kick out. And now on commentary, you can say that Danielson's strategy worked because even though he got caught with the buckshot lariat, he was able to take enough sting off of it where he could get his shoulder up by three. And now you tell the story of Danielson has Paige right where he wants him. And then out of nowhere, Paige catches the backslide or the small package. Dusty beat Flair in a cage for an NWA World Heavyweight Championship with a small package. It works. And the psychology of the story that I just laid out to you would work perfectly. Yeah, but Bully, you know, but why it worked as much as it did last night? Because if you go back and watch that match again, halfway through the match, and you see this in sports all the time, because the way that match was going, Brian Danielson had to go out of his scheme. He had to go out of his game plan. So early on in the middle of the match, he was going after that arm. He was going off after that elbow. But because Hangman Page was able to survive and able to continue, it knocked Brian Danielson off that game plan. And then eventually, as that match wore on, he finally was able to hit that buckshot lariat for the win. That's why, like... That's why, Bully, we always preach it here. If you tell a good story and you tell a story like those two did last night, and again, yes, there there is time for the flippy floppy shit, but if you really want me to get emotionally invested in a match, you put on a match like those two did last night. It's it's fun to get the oohs and the ahs, and believe me, AEW gives you a lot of oohs and ahs. But it's more of the emotional investment, case in point, that match that started that show last night. Storytelling will always trump and has always trumped the flippy floppy shit. Yep. It, it's just the way it is. Um, one of the thoughts that went through my mind last night watching that match, and this is going to sound weird at first, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying. It's almost a shame that Brian Danielson was wasted in the WWE. These are not the same matches that we saw from Danielson in the WWE. This is the version of Brian Danielson that I I am appreciating more than I have ever appreciated the guy because he's going out there and he's being the version of himself that he wants to be. He's taking the risks he wanted to, risks he wants to take. He's letting it all hang out, and it, you know he was and he was never wasted in the WWE. And he's got the he's got the seven digits in his bank account to back up my point. Also, has um, maybe one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time on his resume yeah. But as well. you know what? You know what? Seeing these matches that he's having in AEW, it's almost like I would trade that moment for a set. I I don't know. He's just, he's doing such a great job in my opinion in AEW that I'd be willing to say, take your WrestleMania moment back and think about what I just said. 
Bully. I'm all about the WrestleMania moment. But bully, you know, as you're saying that, and this is coming from you that you know is a WWE Hall of Famer, bully. I think Brian Danielson thought the exact same way. Like those moments, they're nice, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate what the WWE did for me. And he said that publicly. But you're you're absolutely right. For him and for me as a fan, I much rather see matches like we saw last night from somebody like him. You're right. And and I, I wonder to myself, like, how can I even think this way at times? And I'll try to put it in perspective personally. My WrestleMania moments have been incredible. You're talking about a WrestleMania moment in the Astrodome, for Christ's sake. Yep. But you know what? Give me an Elks Lodge moment on Queens Boulevard any day of the week, and I might consider trading back my WrestleMania moment. That's why when I'm watching Danielson last night and seeing the wrestler that he is now, because he's more mature, he's smarter, his psychology is better. I'm seeing this, these matches with Paige, and, and, and Danielson is doing wonders for Paige, and Paige is doing wonders for himself by stepping up to Danielson's level in every way, shape, and form. But I'm watching, and I'm like, damn. Imagine if the five years... For five years, we would have got this from him in the WWE, as opposed to the WWE's version of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he had great matches. Don't get me wrong. But shit, what I'm seeing last night, the physicality, the blood, the guts, the sweat, the tears, the this, the that, that's, that was good shit last night, man. I really, really liked it. Now, of course, I just put that match over to the moon. But the bottom feeders and the mouth breathers will only hear me talk about the gotch pile driver. Well, and this is, and, and, you know, and it's almost unnecessary to talk about, but haters are going to be haters. I saw some things on social media that said, well, did you really need the blood? I think the blood was unnecessary. I completely disagree. Bully, and I think you would agree with me as well. The, the, not that you, you don't need blood all the time. But if there was ever a time to have blood, it was in a match like we saw last night. A match that's that physical and that draining physically, man, give me blood. I'm sorry, it definitely adds to the match. And you can't tell me I'm wrong. They talk about how red equals green. And what that means is blood equals money. Whenever there's blood involved, there's money involved. Well, I'm hoping that the blood last night turned into numbers and those numbers meaning ratings. I hope AEW has a very successful first night on TBS. I hope that the effort put forth by Hangman and uh, Danielson to open up that match, you know, results in the people being hooked and sticking around for the rest of the show. I thought that they were able to follow up the opening match with Punk and MJF, and we're going to get into that but I'm not quite sure that the rest of the show was able to follow despite the, the ending of the main event. And speaking of pile drivers that I did not like in the first match, we're going to be talking about pile drivers that I absolutely positively despised in the last match. Um, when you look at that match and it was a bit of a swerve, I think everybody who was in that arena, at least everybody around by me and probably watching at home as well, thought it was going to go the full hour. Like we saw the last time they, you know, they had the judges, but they didn't need to, there was, it wasn't necessary. And, and bully, 
Hangman Page, to me, needed that victory last night. If you're going to tell the story, you might as well go all the way. Brian Danielson, at this point in his career, bully is Teflon. You know, Brian Danielson can lose a match like that. It doesn't affect him at all. But for Hangman Page to get that type of victory, it, it takes him to another level, in my opinion. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. What do you say we get into Punk and MJF from last night? And what would you like to know? What you thought about it. Because being there... Bully, I thought the crowd was hanging on every word from Punk and MJF, and it really was that oohs and ahs, those one-liners, those zingers. Now, I don't know how it came across on TV, but being there in person, I definitely got caught up in the interaction between the two. A couple of weeks ago, I said on this show, 
that if MJF wanted to, at any given moment, he could strike Punk down. And I stand by that. Last night, as I said on social media, yep. somebody got pissed. Why are you smirking right now? Because I, I nobody can see you smirking. I know. But I know you're smirking. Because, and I could be wrong, Bully, but I, I feel I know what line was a punch to Punk's gut last night. Which line would you say it was? I would say about if I was in the WWE, not only would I be at WrestleMania, but I would main event WrestleMania unlike you. Ding, ding, ding. Circle gets the square. Johnny, tell him what he's won. Dave LaGrecker, you've won a year's supply of turtle wax. That is, and you know what? The, you, it's not a made-up line. It's dead-on balls accurate truth. And guess what? Punk don't like those truths being thrown in his face. You could see it in the phony smile that comes over his face. It's like when a boxer gets tagged in the ring with a great shot and they smile and they try to laugh it off. All that smile says is, yeah, you got me and you got me good. MJF is not pulling shit out of thin air. He's hitting him straight between the eyes with brutal honesty and whether or not they discussed it, it doesn't matter. There's so many things that you can hit punk with that would can land death blows on him. It's not funny. All those smoke and mirrors that he used can go away in the snap of a finger and MJF knows how to do it. And you saw a little bit of it last night when MJF, rolled that grenade into the ring and it exploded in punk's face. What did punk, what did punk have to come back with? Nothing. N U T H I N nothing. nothing. <laughs> he had to go back to, I don't know what you're talking about. I just want to fight you. I'm telling you MJF is holding back and he's holding back because if he goes full tilt, on punk, he will expose him. Um, bully being in that crowd last night, it was a good back and forth between punk and MJF where you got the ooh, ooh, ooh. When they when MJF hit that line, you were you heard the oh. It went from oohs to o's because that's exactly what happens when you're on the playground as a kid and you're going back and forth when there's the one line that you're like, oh shit, it's real. You get the you get that expression. That's the same reaction you got from that New Jersey crowd last night. And Punk has done a masterful job over the years of insulating himself from stuff like this and creating this persona of the tough rebel, the 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 voice of the voiceless. That voice was taken away last night by Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And he could do it at will if he wanted to. Punk has so many things that you can go after. There are things that you can go after with that guy that I don't think Max has thought of yet. I have. I think I got a million of them. It'll be fun to see how this plays out. It'll be fun to see how Punk comes back from it. Mind you, I'm a punk fan. Yes. I'm just telling you what I saw 
and what I heard. Here's the, here's the one thing that MJF has to his advantage that Punk doesn't. History. Punk's been around a lot longer. And in being a long, around as long as Punk has, there's a lot of, there's a lot of the thrill of victory, but there's also a couple of the agony of defeat. That WrestleMania thing is the agony of defeat, and MJF can hone in on that. And if he really wanted to, he could go after it and put it under a microscope more than just a one-liner. See, last night, it's just a one-liner. You just fire that shot. Boom! But if MJF really wanted to, he could have sat back on that line and went, you know what, punk, let's talk about this. I don't really think we've talked about this enough. Why were you so upset that you weren't in the main event of WrestleMania? I'd really like to know. Now you have put the entire spotlight on him with a question that he just can't answer. Now, you know how when somebody says something in a room and everybody and the whole room goes quiet and all eyes are on you, you know how much of an uncomfortable feeling that is? Yep. That's what would happen to him. Now, kudos to MJF, because we have to remember, we are working here. We have to work with one another. So I'll fire off that shot, but I will let it go just as quick as I fired it off and we'll move on. But if he really wanted to be a prick, he would have slowed it down and honed in on it. And that's why I'm saying that any, at any given moment, MJF can take this guy down. Well, I mean, in a way it might be like a Floyd way, uh, Floyd Mayweather fight here. You know how we talked about Floyd Mayweather, how he doesn't hit you with the knockout punch, but he just does enough body blows and jabs where at the end of the day, he's going to beat you. That's kind of what MJF is doing here. Week in and week out, he's winning the rounds, bully. He's not knocking Punk out, but he's winning the rounds. Case in point. And listen, I'm a Punk fan too, but I think you would agree, bully. What do you know Punk more for? It's for the microphone, just like MJF, right? CM Punk last night said, enough talk. I want action. That's, to me, that's saying, that's waving the white flag just a little bit. That's waving the white flag. When he's saying, enough talk, let's get, let's get a fight, that's waving the white flag, in my opinion, because you're the guy with the microphone. You're the guy that laid out that pipe bomb. You're known for your promos. And just a little bit, round by round, MJF is beating you. So everything I just said, you're able to identify also. Yes. And I like the way that it's going, Bully, in the fact that MJF is winning round by round. He's getting those jabs in on CM Punk. What I'm waiting for... I think it's more than jabs. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But at this point... You need a you need a knockout punch from CM Punk. And I don't know if it's possible by what you just said. And it's in all fairness to CM Punk and MJF, you're right. 
MJF's got an encyclopedia full of things to go at MJ to go at Punk with. Punk doesn't have that luxury. There is no history with no with MJF. There's no going back to well at this company or at that company. This there it, there isn't. And you have all of this to go back on, fall back on with CM Punk. It's all bully. This is going to sound crazy. It's almost not a fair fight when it comes to MJF and CM Punk. What's the number one movie we always talk about and refer back to when it comes to pro wrestling? Rocky. Right now, CM Punk does not have the eye of the tiger at all. Punk is like Rocky training for the first Clubber Lang fight. And MJF is like Clubber Lang training for the first Rocky fight. MJF is now what CM Punk used to be. Punk is vulnerable. He's very vulnerable. It's just a question of who has the balls to go after him. And MJF's balls are Huge, huge. He will take risks that nobody else is willing to take because he he does not have that one thing that most wrestlers have today. You know what it is? What's that? Fear. Once you can get rid of the fear in pro wrestling, you are truly free. Fear is something I got rid of from day one. Look at what I do here on this show. I say things that most wrestlers would never have the balls to say because of the fear of getting heat. Bring it on. I'm the voice of the voiceless now. I'm the voice of pro wrestling because I have the balls and I don't have the fear to say it like it is. And and bully, and that's what you need to do. I... I uh, worked with Shannon Sharp early on in his broadcast career, and he asked me for advice. And I said, "You now you are no longer a, a player. You are now part of the media. And he loved it. He connected with it like that. He was like, and he said it. I, that's, you're right. I am now getting paid not to be a former football player. I am now being paid to be a part of the media. Once you make that decision then you have complete freedom and no fear. Bully, I will acknowledge that when it comes to you. You have said, hey, I've taken this check from SiriusXM and you have given me the platform and a microphone. I am now a part of the media. I am not, when I come on the air here, I give you the wrestler's perspective, but I am a part of the media. You can't worry about relationships. You can't worry about, well, this, that, the other thing. Worry. You, that 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 word has to be thrown out the window along with fear. And you're absolutely right. MJF is in that perfect position where he just doesn't give a shit. Because now, Bully, just like why people listen to you on this show, that's why they listen to MJF on the microphone. Because they know he's doing it without worry and without fear. The black cloud of fear looms over the pro wrestling business and always has. And the boys have always been afraid of quote unquote, getting heat. Unfortunately, that meant in the back. Now it means in the ring also. 
That uh, that one Steve Austin shirt that came out during the Attitude Era. Fuck yep. fear. And honestly, MJF is one of the very few. And I, I'm sure there's a like Jericho. Jericho has no fear. But Jericho has been around for 30 years. I would expect him to be able to brush all that stuff off. MJF is 24. What, 24, 25 tops? I think, I think he's 25 now. 20, I think he just turned 25. He will go after you in the ring. He will go after you on social media. Man, he told somebody to go to hell last night. I was, oh, he told Lars. He, he destroyed Lars Frodrickson on Twitter last night. What? How did I miss yeah. this? My best yeah, friend, like, Lars Frodrickson? Lars, yes, yes. Your good, close, personal friend, Lars Frodrickson. You know, the guy that you, you know, are now friends with after you stabbed Dave the Snake Sabo in the back. Actually, actually, uh, my new best friend is the, the Andy Cap guy, the guy that's going to send me the year supply of Andy Cap. But, uh, but, but wait, we're getting Andy Cap, we're getting Slim Jims. What else we getting? I don't care. I'm, we're getting Andy Cap, a year supply of Andy Cap hot fries. Year supply of Slim Jims. I know exactly what I'm doing with those. But back to Lars and, and, um, uh, and MJF. MJF said something on social media and Lars chimed in and called MJF mid and MJF then retweeted and said, fuck you, you one hit wonder. Wow. We got it. We got to get Lars on. We got to get Lars on the show. Now we got to get his reaction. My point is he doesn't have any fear, whether it's social media in the ring, when you meet him in person, that's what wrestling needs more of people who are not afraid of heat by the way just to defend Lars he's that they actually had two hits busted open is part of the Sirius XM sports podcast network the producer is Gabby Laspisa the associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.